Creepsters, welcome back to the Bohemian Dolls Unsolved Mysteries. On the Witching Hour hotline tonight, we have our very first witch on the show. Her name is Cora Marie. She is the owner of Night Sisters Terror. She is a practicing pagan elemental eclectic art witch, a divineer and cartomancer with over 25 years of study and research in the craft, reading both tarot and oracle cards. Working with the ideals of regaining ancestral guidance and mental clarity, relieving physical stress and integrating spiritual recovery. She's a storyteller, illustrator, writer of The Goddess Zen. She also hosts a variety of pop-up tea and tarot workshops, and she's available for private readings via message on Instagram at Night Sisters Tarot. Hi, Cormarie. How is your October going? Oh, <laughs> it's great. Um, I tend to be really electrified this time of year, so I'm creating a lot. I'm just full of ideas. I have a hard time sleeping. <laughs> That's actually really good. I, You know what? I've been too. It depends. I mean, I wait all year for this time because yeah. it's the witch's new year. Yeah. So it's a lot of, well, we have a lot of preparations. We, we love rituals, things like that, you know, um, yeah. but it's just Halloween as a kid was my favorite as well. So creating costumes, yeah, yeah and baking, and lighting candles and I mean, I'm somewhere where it's very warm, but it's starting to cool off, and that's exciting. Yeah. I got my first pumpkin. Oh. Yeah, I love yeah. the fall and autumn. It's just it's just so much more attractive, too. I don't know oh, why. Definitely. You know, it's just, it's, it's just beautiful during this time. It was hard to find witches that weren't um, either super busy in general or because it was so close to October that nobody yeah. could could do it. Witches are just so interesting to me. And I think that people should know about certain things that you guys do. I think it's so fascinating um, what you guys not only believe in, but it's, it's normal things that that I feel like everyone should be a part of whether you're a witch right. or not, you know, and just life lessons and your rituals and things. It's just so rich and full of knowledge about just nature in general that I think that any religion could could use and find value in it, whatever background you're in. So okay. Definitely. And I will talk a little about that, too, yes. uh, I think later on but yes spreading awareness i mean have as many witches as you can yeah i think <laughs> or wizards or professors or scientists yes. or ghost hunters whatever i know i definitely want to have some wizards on too but <laughs> people only think of witches as as females but there's there's a lot of wizards out there and it's just there's male witches yeah. definitely and they call themselves witches as well yeah so. i i hear they call themselves which is not just wizards, right? Because it's wizards the, the, I guess, the old-fashioned term for... Well, there's, there's warlock as well for yeah. the sort of the male energy or wizard or sorcerer, magician, mage. But yeah. it's really, it, it depends. There's some old-school covenry that's kind of like traditional male-female kind of things. But I read tarot and I practice genderless. I mean, I don't, 
everyone is male and female everyone is light and dark everyone is lunar and solar so right. you know it just depends i mean there's some very old traditions in witchcraft which is like you know this is the the druids circle and then yeah. this is the witch's circle and whatnot but i i feel like most people today you can be a male witch you yeah. can be a female wizard <laughs> yeah i actually think wizard is really cool to be called a wizard too definitely yeah is there an importance with the veil being thin on halloween or the day before halloween is that significant to witches that is sort of the moniker or the catchphrase that we like to use during this time as the wheel of the year closes right before yeah. yule mm -hmm. it's kind of like you know in the olden days when things were changing and you know the trees were changing colors and they were getting sparse and you were harvesting your crops for the winter mm -hmm. um you would you know throw these big parties at different times during the year whether it's spring or summer when everything's going off in abundance mm -hmm. or whether it's the fall leading into winter when it's your last big party your last big harvest like when you have all the foods you need before yeah. you put them away in storage you know yeah. and then you have the, the bright full moons that are close to the earth so you can harvest late into the evenings they would have more evening festivals and it was just kind of like when they say the veil is thin it's kind of like the not that the earth is dying but yes that is kind of where where it's coming from you know as Persephone like the myth of Persephone when she goes underground into Hades in the Greek yeah. myth mm -hmm. the uh, seasons will change and you know the crops will sort of it, disappear and it gets colder and everyone kind of starts to incubate like a bear and go yeah. within and, and do things indoors where they can't be out all night and you know in the summertime in the fields so mm -hmm. they're indoors next to the fire and you know it just feels really dark and really cold and it feels like the earth is asleep and it kind of feels like a metaphorical death right. so it, it really is when you say the veil is thin it's kind of like the, you know, um, it feels more lunar, it feels more nocturnal, it feels yeah. like the spirit is closer, it's closer to, to us. Um, we're, we're thinking about our loved ones, we have more going on, you know, like with the hearth and with in the kitchens. And it's yeah. just, it's just a dark, it's the dark half of the year, just like when you're honoring the dark moon, you're going within, it's like an internal thing. Wow. Um, but it's really, I, I, I wasn't, necessarily prepared to go into that but of yeah. course i can that i could just ramble so cool. on yeah <laughs> i i just thought it i'm like wait a minute it's october like <laughs> you should yeah talk. that is so that's so cool and to think of it that way i don't know why i thought whenever i would hear about like the veil thinning in the mexican culture they celebrate the day of the, the day de los muertos yes 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 and they they celebrate that and they have the shrines and they get like um these pastries and wine and whatever their loved ones or you know like family members when they were alive what they liked and then they would put it out yeah the, the offerings to the dead yeah yes. and so yeah the the mexican culture is quite beautiful i mean yes. it has taught me so much it's i mean so beautiful yeah i'll go into it a little bit more too <laughs> when we're going down our questions because um there are uh, many different cultures that I that I revere and I respect very much that has taught me the way out of this Western grief because yes. I lost my family, you know. Oh. So, so for for this time of year, whether it's the Dia de los Muertos or whether it's a different part of the country where they're doing different ceremonies, because not everybody likes Halloween. I mean, yeah. Halloween can be scary mm -hmm. for some 
for some cultures um or it's just a western thing or it's an eastern european thing um where people would make masks and they believed that the evil spirits were wild on this night and the witches were riding and so there's a lot of misinformation and 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 weird tradition and religion mixed up in with the history of Halloween and the ancient Celtic practice is something totally different Mm -hmm. so there's many versions of this time of honoring the dead when the veil is thin there's there's many different versions all over the world Mm -hmm. Um, but we all feel kind of that general excitement that fall things are changing the air is getting cooler you know Mm -hmm. we have different spices going on we have different clothing we just you know it's a change uh it's like an in-between time like spring spring is my other favorite you know it's it's a temperate time it's not it's not too extreme it's not too hot like the summer too cold like the winter it's that perfect beautiful and that's where the veil is thin the in-between like between you know the spirit world and the tangible reality of our everyday lives you know yes that is this is so this is so cool. I'm like learning so much. What is Night Sisters Tarot and also who is Cora Marie? Um, Night Sisters Tarot is something that I started in November of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that just, you know, I have a lot of tattoos on my body and when I need, uh, just did not go into left field, but when I need a tattoo, I just run and get it. I know it's time. Wow. It was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. I knew it was time to start a tarot business. And it's not really a business. It's more of a corner of the web that's like a a little sanctuary um, that I just wanted to start so that I could go and kind of stretch my wings as a witch mm-hmm. and not have it be my personal account. So mm-hmm. I started the Night Sisters Tarot. Um, I felt like it was time to kind of come out of the broom closet because mm-hmm. I have been reading tarot for... 25 years over 25 years Mm -hmm. so I've been reading tarot since I was 16 years old and um it was very much cloak and dagger it was you know an underground thing it was taught to me by my mother and my mother gave me my first tarot deck when I was 16 um and so I it's just a part of my daily life and I've been doing it for so many years reading expressly for myself and close friends and family only Mm -hmm. But in the last couple of years, I noticed in the social media arena, there was this like resurgence of interest in alternative spirituality or something other than organized religion. I saw these young people just loving everything that was not, you know, what they were told to love. You know, they wanted something different. So it felt like a really... um, you know, a really good time to come out with my knowledge and to kind of just create this little, this little Night Sisters Tarot, this place where you can be, um, you know, a student or you can be a teacher. Um, I just wanted something where I could cover maybe some of the darker goddesses um, Mm. that I'm interested in, you know, uh, like there's Kali, there's Hecate, there's um, Lilith. Things mm-hmm. I just wanted like a witchcraft forum kind of, um, as as well as it, I wanted to start reading professionally. I guess I've done psychic fairs, I've done events, um, and so it's a new business. I mean, we're just going on a year, and mm-hmm. I do barter and trade. Um, I'll read for you if you need it. I, I'm not the money is not the motivator for me. It's more about education and mm-hmm. connection. Yeah, that's really so, awesome. 
just bringing awareness to especially to the states i feel like we are very programmed to mostly christianity and a lot of us don't realize that there is other ways of life out there and that everything comes from something everything started from exactly. something and um the more i do this podcast the more i realize that a lot of things that are pagan root christianity took from and a lot of people don't realize that or if they do they they just ignore it and it's just it's fascinating to know that things have been going on before christianity and oh yes you yes. know and there's there's a lot of things that people don't want to face there's yeah, a lot of exactly problems in this country there's yeah. a lot of historical inaccuracies i mean we are told that people sat down to thanksgiving dinner in a friendly manner when we know they did not exactly so you know people don't want to face the truth but as i said before with the youth what I, I noticed on the social media and you know the astrologers will say the age of aquarius we're welcoming in the age of aquarius this visionary this innovative this spiritual time mm -hmm. this new generation of people that will you know be like the rainbow warriors or they'll they'll go back to the earth and yeah. so i'm seeing it everywhere i go and as someone um in my 40s you know i am stepping into the role of teacher mm -hmm. i would love to become a high priestess one day but i'm very very far away from that i'm a solitary practitioner and i would need a lot more um you can just learn for the rest of your life, whether it's yeah. tarot or witchcraft or herbalism or anything that you're interested in. I mean, you you're never really a master. You're always learning. Exactly. So, so yeah. I mean, I just wanted to create Night Sisters Tarot as a as a, a little sanctuary where um, I could talk with other witches or other people, you know, interested or involved. Mm -hmm. Kind of, uh, you know, a, sort of a a lunar energy kind yeah. of because the, the the internet is very like feels very male and very like direct and very like fast and very bright and I just wanted this dark little intuitive corner of the internet so yes. I started to I love the name um where did you come up with the name Night Sister Tarot well that's the thing is I have so many names floating around in my head or in my journal um mm -hmm. whether it's because I do zines and I write stories and I play music and stuff so I always have titles of things yeah but it's just it's pretty generalized you know a lot of times you'll come up with something uh for your art project yeah. or and you find out there's already someone in Sweden with that name or mm -hmm. there's you know somebody down the street has the same name as your band or mm -hmm. so i just wanted to pick something very general but still had a lot of meaning yeah so night and sister you really can't own right. i don't somebody might come to me later and i might have to change the name which is totally fine mm -hmm. but it also has to do with like i said before that lunar energy the dark goddess energy that i wanted to kind of build um I'm I'm Portuguese and I am Slovakian and I'm wow. Scotch Irish. Wow! And so there there are all these Slovak um, dark goddesses, funeral goddesses, yeah. goddesses of the wheat, Baba Yaga. There's um you know the witch of the woods, and then there on the Portuguese side there's a lot of folklore as well. So I've yeah. always been fasc fascinated with the darker, um, you know, just darker side of things mm -hmm. and. Um, 
So that's kind of where Night Sister came from, meaning like your lunar energy, your intuition, the High Priestess card in the tarot has a lot to do with that title. Yeah. She is a Night Sister. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really like that name. It, I don't know why, but uh, when I had messaged you on Instagram, I, your page is amazing. Both of your pages are amazing. Um, but the, the name was just so, I don't know why it's so comforting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really feels like that. I, it's, it's about doing that, that shadow, what we call shadow work. You have to face your demons, quote yeah. unquote, you have to face the darker side. I mean, we're, you know, as kids, we're afraid of the dark. We're mm -hmm. afraid of the nighttime. We're taught to be like, oh, don't go out. You know, don't, don't to be afraid of the unknown yeah. of the hidden Mm -hmm. And really what, what it is, what, what witchcraft and a lot of my work is about is bringing those hidden things to light. Right. Like you, if you do walk out under a full moon, you do see a totally different world. There's beautiful creatures that are nocturnal that you would never see during the day. Right. You know, so it's about facing your fears and doing the darker work, the shadow work and um, kind of just alchemy. I mean, really like working on your inner anxieties, your inner fears, your problems, the things holding you down, the negative aspects and not getting rid of them at all, but just kind of transforming them and, and learning to roll with those aspects of yourself and kind of corral, you know, I have high anxiety. I'm an overactive mind. So mm -hmm. this kind of work really helps focus me and really helps me move through my fears. Wow. That's really amazing. And I like how you, yeah. you said basically to to take all of that basically life lessons and and turn it into something positive yeah so i'm excited about that and, and thank you for saying like the name if i have to change it i'll come up with something equally as cool because yeah. i have like a whole list i do so much research i'm like a, a nutty professor in a huge library i wish my yeah. library is not that huge but you know so yeah, like I have a lot more than that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and I know you kind of touched on who you are, but who is Cor Marie? Cor is the Greek root of my name, mm -hmm. of my given name, my birth name. And I was named after uh, my great grandmother. Aww. And and um, it means it means maiden or it's associated with Persephone in Greek mythology. Wow. So, um, so that's why I chose that handle, Cor. And Marie is my, uh, you know, nice Irish Catholic middle name that I got from somewhere, some grandma somewhere. <laughs> um, uh, but I have, uh, I love my association with Persephone. And like I said, I'm Slovakian. So I also mm -hmm. have my, my birth name is also associated with like a funeral and grief goddess in Slovakia, wow. which has the similar name. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a Pisces, which is at the end of this, the Zodiac or the astrological cycle. So I'm sort of like um, the death right before the rebirth of Aries, like the end of the mm -hmm. wheel. Mm -hmm. and um, uh, Pisces tend to be psychic and, and tend to be, you know, not afraid of the darker side and, and intuitive types. And mm -hmm. so there's, they're seekers, you know, so I have all this death, um, sort of symbology to my name. Wow. And so Cor fits right in because Persephone was the queen of the underworld. She was queen of the yeah. dead. You know? And plus the other goddesses from my 
my roots that I was talking about, um, they also are funeral goddesses, death goddesses, and we and I share their name. I'm I don't know if my mother was aware of that. But yeah, I was just about to she, ask, was that planned or did it just was it just meant and they didn't they didn't even realize that? Yeah, well, it's like that question: How long have you been a practicing witch? Well, my mother was a witch, so whether or not she oh, planned it, so it cool. happened. That's you know, she didn't necessarily call herself that her her name was diane or diana uh -huh. so she also had a goddess name but she read tarot um she would do um i ching she would do um different divination like tea leaves she would she taught me palm reading wow. um she was interested in ghosts and ectoplasm and like the early 19th century occult movement wow. so that's so cool she was really, you know, she was she was way more Portuguese than me because, you know, as as you go down the line, the Russian dolls, I'm I'm a little bit removed, even though my Portuguese side is where I get my spirit guides and where I pull a lot of my ancestral stuff from my mm -hmm. Portuguese grandmother. But my, uh, you know, my mother was very mystical. She just she was Cancer, Scorpio, Moon, and so she just was really really dark really really lunar mm -hmm. um i used to hear her call my name you know if i was across town and i was out for the evening and she needed me i would hear her call my name she would enter wow. my dreams she was just a very powerful woman um That's very childlike and sweet but also very intense so yeah i got everything from her she gave me my first tarot deck mm -hmm. she taught me everything I knew and she actually honored the witch in me before I even knew what it was wow. like she allowed it yeah she allowed it to happen I mean I have this memory of being five years old in the backyard burying my dolls <laughs> oh that's so strange I used to do that too <laughs> see so it's not that strange right I think no. it's, in it's instinct yeah. I mean you watch children and they are these natural creatures that are in sync with nature yeah. you know they're they're you know for lack of a better word i'm going to say pagan which is just country dweller or one who is not of exactly. organized religion or converted right mm -hmm. so children are pagan or but i guess a better word could be like maybe indigenous or they are just natural they're exactly. like per a perfected form of of human only because i mean they're not quite tainted yeah grown. yeah but the, yeah they're open and they're intuitive and they're they're just just this wonderful thing and if you watch a child they will do things like that bury things in the dirt and i used to like say spells before i even knew what they were just gibberish you know <laughs> over the dolls yeah. you know <laughs> that so, yeah this so. is so true when you're when you're a kid it's it's just amazing the feeling you have you you're ignorant to life right but you also have this this unknown knowledge from i guess a, a past life like we were all here before i believe but i feel like we we know everything like if i could go back and talk to my child self I'm pretty sure she has way more wisdom than I do now and I don't know how that is but I just feel like kids are just they're not tainted with life and all the toxics in the world and and what we're fed growing up you know we're so pure at that age yes, pure. 
yeah. that's a good word and there's there's so much truth in that you know yeah. um but there are very old souls some children like i was a very serious child you know mm-hmm. because i had um a lot on my shoulders but you know it's interesting because there are some young children that are actually just seem like they're thousands of years old they can yeah. pick up a guitar or play piano they're like prodigies you know yeah um so it's it's really very interesting that children are so highly magical and you can learn so much from observing them mm-hmm. um but my mother just yeah she gave me that freedom of you know she like she it was a sort of a rite of passage she initiated me into the craft at 16 years old she gave me a tarot deck in a wooden box and with some crystals and then she gave me all of her journals and she wow. had been like down in Mexico in the jungles in a Volkswagen bus she was a hippie and so she was at Woodstock and whatnot but mm-hmm. she had taken her tarot cards down to the pyramids and she was very respectful and very um just fascinated with the beautiful beautiful uh ancient history of the Mayans and the Aztecs and yeah. any history you know Egyptian she was just a very open very loving human mm-hmm. and so when she passed that to me with all her journals and all these books you know by this uh, life is Levi I'm not even sure how to say it Alistair Crowley and all these all these like prophets and and wizards and mm-hmm. artists and all this knowledge she gave me I was just so young I was reading tarot at 16 and I had no idea it was kind of spooky I was like oh this is kind of scary looking you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. at first mm-hmm. uh, so I was just reading it intuitively for like the first 10 years and when I'm teaching I really try and um, get that across to new people just like that using your in- intuition and not knowing anything is totally fine I mean the, the, there's so much will come through naturally just by looking at an image in a tarot deck that you don't even need the book learning un- until later. I I'm, wow. I read I read so many books. I mean, I read books every single day on tarot. I ha- I I'm voracious. Yeah. I need to know. But but really, when it comes down to it, you today could go buy a tarot deck and pull out a card and know something about it wow. without ever having picked picked up a book. You know. Yeah. I I this question just came into my head because I had heard this from someone. But since you are a tarot card reader you would you would know this is there it when let's say you're a beginner or you just like i i love tarot cards because i just think they're beautiful and i have a deck of angel cards and i think a deck of the oracle cards we'll go over like what the difference is but i bought them myself but i heard that it's bad luck to buy them that they should be gifted to you is that true that's a great question because in my tarot 101 class on sunday night i will be covering that because a lot of a lot of new people feel that way because they hear that um yeah and i was gifted my first deck when i was 16 from my mother that is awesome i'm so happy that happened but that's wonderful right but like uh, we can't all just be waiting around for someone to enlighten, enlighten us, you know, yeah. it's, and she just gave them to me with the books. She didn't teach me. She didn't show me, you know, and I have since I have over 50 decks. I, I collect like their art, their artwork. They're yeah. beautiful to look at. 
Yeah. Uh, they put you into a meditative state. Mm-hmm. They're they're so great for self awareness and self care and just it's it's never ending for me the benefits um, in so reading and, and and yeah. having tarot in my life. So yes, I say to people, why are you going to wait for someone to not change your life? To sound cliche, like why are you going to wait for someone to change your life? But go out and grab it. Like yes, that may be a tradition. Yeah. But if we stuck to all our traditions, then women wouldn't be wearing pants, and exactly. you know, we'd still be burned at the stake and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, it's wonderful, and I try and gift decks to people all the time. I try and give them away if I, you know, I'm no longer using them or I don't connect oh, that's with them. Wonderful, yeah. yeah. Perhaps I have a spare deck, you know. Yeah, I had one of my friends told me we were at this store and I was about to buy I think it was the angel cards and she was like no let me just buy them for you and then give them to you and then you buy me a deck and give them to me so we did that but I was just like but what if I want to buy another deck and you're not around like does it really make a difference so that's really great that you answered that and they do put you in a state of just calm like a calm they feeling do. they're so beautiful right. at both the oracle are there other types besides oracle yeah there's there's a lot of different types nowadays things it's kind of like back in the day we had one kind of toothpaste now we yeah. have 50 flavors of toothpaste <laughs> yeah so, yeah, so true there's so many a lot yeah and just i just want to say that i agree with your friend i think it's really cool that she's like let me gift this to you so I, I definitely will say yes, gift tarot decks, mm-hmm. gift books, gift baked goods to friends, give things, give, give, give oh, without wow. worrying about receiving, yeah. you know, do that. Yes. And that's amazing. But I really would hate for someone to just wait and wait and wait, yeah. you know, because there's not a lot of us maybe gaining popularity, but there's it's not like there's a tarot reader on, you know, in everyone's radar. So it's like go go and get what you want go yeah. for it you know it's, it's okay just break tradition it's okay to break the rules once in a while and who even made that rule i don't know so <laughs> exactly that you know that is actually be good research to see who came up with that yeah. um, so either way i'm 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 pretty i'm pretty rebellious when it comes to breaking taboos and yeah, you know i'm a awesome. solitary practitioner and i want to debunk all the weirdness that comes with right you know this kind of work people think it's demonic they think the satan is involved which i don't really believe in satan to be truthful i i think it's a christian uh, manifestation mm-hmm. um but i do believe in the old gods and stuff and yeah. so you know it's just there's a lot of misinformation so um that's why you know. that's why um i wanted to have this podcast also because to just bring awareness to so many amazing things and amazing people and I get to meet amazing people like you and and talk about these things that people need to know I've I've had an inclination towards um psychic ability since I was born I mean since I was young I had you know visionary dreams Mm -hmm. I had um instinct that was on point I used to draw pictures in class and I would come home and show it to my mother and she'd be like that actually happened today wow so 
and that's just one example. That's a, like the best example I have of unknowingly as a child just drawing something and to come home and show that to my mom and have her go, "Wow, you know this. This is actually something that happened to me today." Wow. So things like that happened very, very young, and、um, I just.、Uh, I just knew right away. Like when she gave me the deck, I knew that I could do it. I and plus all the journals and all the work、yeah. that tarot requires.、Mm-hmm. I mean, some people just intuitive read, or they can just take to it naturally. They don't do a lot of academic work behind it. They just kind of go in their gut, and they're already like in touch with their spirits and whatnot. And that's great. That's a wonderful way to do things. But me, I was very academic.、Mm-hmm. So、um, when she gave it to me at 16, I really knew、um, I would be doing it for the rest of my life. Even though I was born into, you know, the the clairvoyance, and I could feel that very young. Oh、so. wow! Oh, that's so amazing. I can't imagine having a mom like that, and. You might not want it to be honest, because <laughs> you know my mother. She's not here today. She was a wild woman and a free spirit, and、um, I often say that I was raised by wolves.、Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I raised myself pretty much with the help of a grandma here and there.、Yeah. So you know, there's 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 sweet and sour and good and bad to everything, and right, and everything and that we, yeah, everything we go through teaches us, and that's. How we become who we are. It's、yes. only now, forties, after you know, having this sort of root, this core in my craft, having done it, craft, having done it for decades,、yeah. that I feel okay with my journey, who I am, the things that happened, and the things that were. So yeah, that's so beautiful.、Um, yeah, there's good and bad in everything, and mothers, yeah,、so. you know, they leave, they leave behind things that. You know, I think when we get in, like I'm in my my early thirties,、um, my grand my parents are still alive, but my grandparents passed away.、Uh, my grandpa passed away recently last year, and that's he's honestly the reason why I started this podcast.、Um, but they leave behind things like how can I put it, like hints of what we should be doing. You know. And you think、exactly. about that, and they some things hit you harder than others, but they definitely leave behind hints of how you know you should live out your life or what things are important, what roads to、yeah. go down. They leave、those. exactly, and th- that was one of your questions too about ancestral guidance.、Yes. That's it, right there in a nutshell. That is exactly it. Yeah, I started the goddess scene when my father died. Wow, because I. Felt like this lost little girl. He was my rock. He、mm-hmm. was my my son, my solar system. He was the best man I had ever known, even、wow. for all of his faults.、Yeah. You know. So I started the goddess scene as a way to empower myself to to research goddesses and goddess power and feminism、yeah. um, and and all the things that felt good to me as a lost little girl who had lost my dad. So、mm-hmm. I, I get. What you're saying about your grandfather being the spark behind your podcast,、mm-hmm. my grandmother Angelina Fritas, she is the reason I do a lot of this work. She's my heavy hitter.、Wow. She's the one that comes through. I have photographs of her. People say that we're the same in the eyes.、Wow. You know, the dark eyes, the dark hair. Yeah. And、uh, 
My mother named me after her in the womb, but then changed my name. So I always felt very close to her. I used to go stay with her in the summers and Mm -hmm. her kitchen was warm and full of herbs. And she was just, you know, this really just down to earth, gregarious Portuguese, Portuguese woman, you know, from the island. And so, um, she, she's definitely left a roadmap for me. My whole family has passed on. So, and I'm an only child. So very lonely kind of road very solitary road for me but this practice witchcraft paganism whatever i decided to be when i was maybe 11 Mm -hmm. um what whatever path i decided to stick to has brought me more happiness and closer to my loved ones my ancestors my relatives who are gone than any than any other thing i mean i've been to church i've done things i you know have a version of praying which is like blessings but Mm -hmm. those things never answered the call like this does Mm -hmm. you know this speaks speaks to me loud and clear and it sounds like your grandfather did too so that's really awesome that's how you know it's meant i feel like they they know things they know things while they're here on earth and also when they pass over and they're always guiding us like i'm i don't practice any uh anything other well i grew up as a christian but now that i'm getting older I'm more spiritual and aware that there are other things out there. And um, so I feel like with that, it, like like you just described with your ancestors and your family members, well, they're the same thing, but with your, with your, um, your ancestors, it's like you, it, it, it brings you so much closer to them and it's not even like well, i i'm not like a psychic or a medium but i feel them around me all the time and it it's just this it's hard to explain but it's this weird feeling but in a, a really peaceful like nurturing way that they're there with you and it's just this rich feeling of that you have a support system but they're just not yeah. here in the physical and that is so true. I think that they do. They're they're with us all the time, and ancestors and family and our just our lineage is it's more important than people think. That's why when we get to that question, I want to go more into detail with you. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's really it's cool. a reconnection to to your roots. We yeah. were talking about you know offering to offerings to the dead earlier, and mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a it's a way to connect and feel okay in this out of balance, crazy world today exactly. where we're all disconnected. Yeah. We're all disconnected from family, um, from any kind of synchronicity with the earth. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that our grandparents, I mean, way, way back, great, great, greats can bring to the table t- for us is they were connected. They were working in the fields. Mm-hmm. They were, yes. you know, running by candlelight they were following the moon and the sun and no matter where you are on this earth everyone has an indigenous culture every corner of every of the globe everyone has a connected to the earth culture that needs to be protected and as as we see today people are stepping up and fiercely protecting protecting it because it had been just so abused and oppressed for so long so yes. the way to 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 move through a lot of that fear and confusion of this modern 
era is to connect with those ancestral roots. I mean, a lot of us have bad people in our line too, of course, mm -hmm. you know, but those are not the people we want to connect with. We want to connect with the people that were, you know, the hardworking salt of the earth, the farmers, the, yeah. the women, women, you know, circles, the, the natural things. And so, mm -hmm. so yeah, it, and you say you're not psychic or clairvoyant, but you know, everyone is. And I, yeah. I feel like women, women have a heightened version of this because we, you know, we go through childbirth, we're connected yeah. to our children. That's the so way true. twins are connected, you know, a mother and a child is connected, you yeah. know, when your child is sick, you mm -hmm. can, you can basically hear them across town if they're in trouble kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's so true. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not a stickler when it comes to like, oh, you know, I, I don't even say that I'm reading tarot because I'm psychic or this clairvoyant or this or that. I read it because it's beautiful and it's full of archetypal knowledge. Yeah. Um, it's full of, you know, I look at it as an academic, philosophical, wonderful tool. I'm not like just trying to be the fortune teller, you know, with the, I can see a man in your future. No, I don't do any of that. You know, yeah. I feel like everyone, everyone has heightened sensitivity and awareness and we just need to tap into it. Yes. I had a psychic medium on, um, she was actually my first guest and she said that everyone has it. It's just the level of what you can tap into and it's like a muscle you just have to basically use it and it gets better and better the more you use it exactly. which is yeah. really cool um and then we'll talk about your classes and stuff because do okay. you do do you do those online um i just started do well i'm doing it at a shop here in town mm -hmm. um so i do i was doing pop-up workshops at a cafe that i worked at mm -hmm. and we also had tarot cards and crystals in the coffee shop so, oh, so i was awesome. doing that yeah i did like a kind of like a quarterly i think i did every season for about a year and then um some pop-up events i've recently started to say okay to um it was a little weird at first because i only read for myself for mm -hmm. so long and for friends mm -hmm. um so now i'm kind of gaining getting my chops as far as cold readings people yeah. that just walk in yeah. and you've never seen before never met before and you have to kind of quell their fears about tarot or kind of walk through the process if it's their first time and i'm their first reader which is i love that's amazing i love doing that um, I do post on my Instagram stories and sometimes IGTV, I will do like a full moon reading and explain it. Oh, that's so um, awesome. I have to catch one of those. And I do video readings. I will record a video for people if they can't make it over, if they're yeah. local or if they're, you know, uh, across the country. There's mm -hmm. no problem. Yeah. Once to contact me, we can talk about that later. You just DM me and I record a video for you. That's so um, cool. Yeah, I'm still at grassroots level. I mean, it's always been, like I said, it's always been cloak and dagger. It's always been very personal, very yeah. sacred. I'm very, very nervous when I started doing the pop-up workshops at the cafe. And then the more I saw that was online and this whole world opened up, this mm -hmm. like literal digital coven, this like so many people out there into it and, yeah. and knowledgeable people it, it was great so yeah. i'm still learning every day and i'm learning to to trust my voice i'm learning i mean i trust it for myself but i'm learning to 
give a not give away my secrets that sounds wrong but i'm giving i i'm i'm learning to feel okay with giving away what i've worked for and yeah. i want to give it away because i feel like it's selfish to keep it to yourself when you yes. found something that that works yeah if you find something i mean i couldn't sleep for ever i have that artist's overactive brain mm-hmm. and i found herbs and teas and tinctures and methods of tricking myself to sleep and i found all that through my practice you know wow. or um finding the strength to go and read tarot at an art show even though i have social anxiety like oh. i am crossing these hurdles yeah and and it's so it's a good thing so That's i agree beautiful. that sharing is is it out there in the future i mean one step at a time but i'll definitely yeah. be sharing that <laughs> yeah that's so it's your journey is so beautiful yeah you it's like you're you're up, opening up and you have all this knowledge and i can't wait to see like you just grow even more okay so what is the difference between tarot card reading and oracle reading okay is that so the same? yeah because it could go you know like i said tarot is so old it's such yeah. an ancient art and well it's relatively new but it has links back to ancient times so you know you could talk about it forever yeah. <laughs> tarot is a structured kind of traditional system mm-hmm. um and i don't like tradition always every once in a while i'll kind of bend the rules but all in all tradition is in place to teach us right mm-hmm. so just because you you know go to classes and learn something doesn't mean you have to do it exactly the way you learned i mean that's why picasso made beautiful paintings that were all you know um sort of crazy looking and um deconstructed because mm-hmm. picasso learned to be a master and then he deconstructed his paintings and became an original mm-hmm. so what i say about tarot is there is a traditional way to learn it mm-hmm. um but once you learn that you can deconstruct it and make it your own or you can just throw it all out the window and and completely run on intuition and just do your thing. I mean, there's not a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. There's rules if like quote unquote you want to try and do it the not the right way, but the the sort of I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like if you want to learn to ride a bike, there's a certain way you learn to ride a bike, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can go and like I don't know. Um so there's this traditional system developed over time. I mean it goes back into the 14th century in Italy. It was known as tarocchi and it was like a playing card game. Mm-hmm. My Portuguese my Portuguese grandmother can read playing cards like tarot cards. Wow. You know. So in my classes I will talk about how playing cards and tarot cards have a similar structure. Mm-hmm. But they're completely different in the end. You know, wow. nowadays they're completely different. But there's court cards, there's kings and queens, you know, uh like in a playing card deck there's the queen of hearts. Mm-hmm. That would be the queen of cups in tarot. Wow. That's so, so cool. So, you know, yeah, it started out as, you know, in way back in the 14th century is kind of like a like a parlor game, a playing card game, um but it has there are hints that it goes even further back to ancient civilizations and hieroglyphic knowledge and you know the first book i think there's like a mayan codex which is like one of the first books in existence so you know there are many archetypal 
symbols and knowledge and things passed through the centuries um people like to say that tarot is so ancient and came from ancient egypt well yes there are parts of it that did mm -hmm. but uh, i think 14th century is as far back as we can go and then the 17th century like french spiritual revolution they started changing the cards and making them have more meaning and be more in depth and then the early 19th century we have our most famous tarot decks that we have today we still use mm -hmm. like the rider weight so there's this whole tradition there were secret societies and there were different movements throughout the generations throughout the centuries uh around tarot so that's that right that's such a rich long history and there's mm -hmm. so many books so many philosophies about tarot mm -hmm. but then you have oracle cards which oracle cards are for me, lighter, freer, anything goes, whatever the artist wants to do. Like there's no traditional tarot system here. Oracle cards could be food, you know, as strawberries, dragons, um, whatever, inspirational quotes, you know, it's like um, oracle cards are like the frosting on the cake. The tarot is the cake and then you pull the oracle card and it's just like this wonderful aside or this wonderful, um, you know, theme for the reading. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I will pull um, something from the Illustrated Herbiary, which is one of my new Oracle decks, and it'll be, you know, lavender. And if I'm reading tarot and lavender is pulled, I'm like, okay, so this is this calming, sort of nurturing, um, sweet, subtle vibe wow. from the lavender you know, and that's the oracle. The oracle is kind of can be cryptic, but it's very simple. Um, you know, tarot is just this has this rich, long history, and there's so much in every card, and there's just there's just so much going on. Whereas yeah. oracle cards, you know, they can be very simple, and you can pull a card and just have it be like a bat. And then, you know, what does your intuition tell you about the bat on the oracle card? Well, it's a nocturnal creature. Um, you know, they can't see so well, so they have to listen. Perhaps I need to listen more and, and mm. trust my intuition. You know, so oracle cards will kind of be simplified up front and they really don't have a set structure. Um, they're just like anything goes and it's great. Wow, that's so cool. I think I do. I have an oracle deck and then the angel cards, which what's the difference? Is there any difference between the tarot, oracle and angel cards too? Or are angel cards kind of like the icing on a cake also? Different styles of reading. I yeah. mean, there's the Leah Norman cards. There's, um, my, my brain's like Wikipedia, So sometimes <laughs> my, my thoughts get crossed and I have so much information bouncing around in there. I apologize if I'm no. not communicating. Fully. No, um, it's so fine. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different ways of yeah. divination. There's, you know, like I said earlier, there's palm reading and tea leaf, tea leaf reading. There's the reading of the coins. There's mm -hmm. reading of the runes. And with cards, it's the same. So there are different versions. Mm -hmm. And angel cards, um, there's a website I like to use called Angel Paths. And mm -hmm. um, she's really great with her interpretations of the tarot meanings mm -hmm. but i i don't i haven't used angel cards other than the angels that are present in the traditional tarot system oh, wow. because we have yeah because we have angels in the lovers card mm -hmm. we have angels in the judgment card mm -hmm. we have um 
uh, angel in the temperance card. So, you know, there are angelic images and mythos in the tarot already. So I haven't branched out to angel cards, so I, I, I probably can't talk too much on that until mm -hmm. I know more. Mm -hmm. But I do encourage if someone is, there's Christian witches, they call themselves Christian witches, which is kind of a strange thing, but I don't wow. judge. I'm like, hmm. You know, I've like traditionally, that's that. strange, yeah. but yeah, they're, they're out there and I, I am the last person to really judge someone if they're trying to do good, if they're being an open, loving person, mm -hmm. um, if they're a good person, do what you want. So a lot of times I will mention angel cards for people who want something a little different, but are afraid to venture out past their organized religious background. So I'm like, well... If you know angels, why not start with an angel deck? Wow, you know, I didn't know that. It's yeah. A, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I mean, all all these forms of divination can only enrich you. So do do as you will, you know? Yeah. I think angel cards are great. That's really awesome. I had never heard of um, Christian witches before. What other abilities, skills have you picked up along the way in your journey of being an artist, an empath? Yes, I do identify as that, yes. An empath. Okay, healer, card cardomancer. Yeah, cardomancer. <laughs> it's just the, the reading of cards. It's oh. actually like a soothsayer or a fortune teller or anything like that. Yeah. It's someone who uses the cards for divination, yeah. Awesome. So, what other abilities have you picked up along the way? Um, yeah, very young. I had a lot of things uh, inherent in me. I just knew things. I would draw things. Um, I would have very vivid dreams, which I recorded in dream journals. I had, mm -hmm. I wrote my first book when I was 11. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a unicorn book called like The Mystical Journey. I, I still have it on my bookshelf. But so I was writing. Um, there is a form of divination like an automatic writing where you just start writing and then you're you know you're you're channeling as you write and and different messages come through which yeah. I have not done that yet but that's on my radar yeah. also runes I kind of flirt with I love the runes the ancient art of the runes that is definitely something I will be incorporating and picking up a skill I will be picking up probably that? this year uh, runes are, it's like a Gaelic alphabet, but it's, um, you, they can be bones, they can be shells, they can be pieces of wood. Wow. Um, but they're this very ancient Celtic, um, alphabet that each symbol has meaning and they're inscribed upon the stones or upon the shells and then you throw them and you divine that way. Wow. That sounds really amazing. But I, I, again, I can't, like with the angel cards, I can't speak to runes yet because mm -hmm. it's still just you know, on my back burner. It's something yeah. I've always been familiar with. Tarot is my number one um, passion and what I, what I know with my eyes closed pretty yeah. much. But so I am picking up new skills as I go. Mm -hmm. um, I think I want to, like I, we were talking about the ancestral guidance earlier. I want to yeah. incorporate that. I want to help people. Wow. Uh, find their way back to their roots because yeah. that's something that I, I did when everyone passed away I started being the historian gathering yeah. all the letters finding out what villages great grandma and grandpa were from you know what parts of the country what kind of foods what kind mm -hmm. of spices and music just I went on this whole journey that enriched my life as if I still had living family and wow. it was 
Yeah, that's so it's so supportive. Yeah. Like yeah, like you said, it's supportive, it feels warm. It's a good path for someone out of um stress and anxiety and that's mm-hmm. what I want to bring to my tarot reading. So that's that's going to be part of and I'm incorporating um herbalism. I'm t- I'm self-taught. That's awesome. I actually want to become an, an herbalist. Act, oh, how right? cool. Yeah, after my grandpa passed, I had been thinking about it like the year before. I just had this strong feeling like you need to do it, you need to do it. And then once he passed, I'm like, I'm going to do it. But so much has happened. Life has happened in between then. But um, now I I feel that urge again, like I need to to do it and I I went to a class this this lady had in the city I live in in New York and she um she's a herbalist and it's like this whole academy and just support system in the city that I think I'm I'm gonna look into but it's herbalism is so fascinating it really is it really is not a lot of quality health care yes. in this country today. So mm-hmm. honestly, um, your great grandmother's soup is going to do more for you. Mm-hmm. The fire cider, the, the straight up garlic and dark leafy greens yeah. is going to do more for you. The yeah. raw ginger is going to do more for you than any pharmaceutical can nowadays. I mean, I, I don't, I actually, I'm going to scale that back. If, if someone has a serious illness, then they, they do need those things. Yeah. I'm talking about non-serious illnesses yeah, like more general things that you things you can yeah. treat at home like stomach aches and skin mm-hmm. problems and depression even i mean yeah there you know there are ways to treat that with herbs so Stress i am and, teaching myself that yeah, yeah. And, and anxiety like it's so many herbs out there it, it's like these things can help you prevent really critical things that can come from that where you would need to go like get medical help these these herbs and different things that you can can treat before things get kind of out of control and then you do need to go to a doctor but I've noticed in the last year just I'm from Michigan but I live in New York and the medical (laughs) the medical system here is completely different from Michigan I feel like uh or maybe that I'm getting older, I'm starting starting to notice that it's more of like them, like you have the pharmaceutical companies and like it's it's money driven more than health driven. I'm starting to realize right. and being in a city, it's even it's even more worse because I feel like the doctors don't really pay attention to what's going on or. I mean, no offense to doctors that are in New York, but like the ones I've been to yeah. is just. I feel like they it's more of like I'm just gonna give you this medicine and hope for the best and it's like trial Mm -hmm. and error whereas you're putting all your trust into this and you don't even know what's in half of these medicines whereas if you you know your body and you're taking herbs and you're eating clean and things like that you can prevent a lot of things all the way down to to mental health not just you know body ailments and things like that like you could you could really kind of just break down from the things you eat can cause depression or stress or anxiety so yeah yeah definitely and that all goes into part of the practice that I'm doing the practice that so many people are 
going back to, you know, communities are coming together. Mm -hmm. People are starting to realize, like I said before, their grandma's soup is where it's at. Like Mm -hmm. people are starting to realize that, you know, there's a lot out there that is not good for us that Mm -hmm. can do us harm. So we need to take that power back and we need to feed our souls, feed our bodies, feed our minds. Mm -hmm. I do three card readings all the time, which are mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm or past, present, future. It's like a little mini reading I like to do. Um, It's very simple, very basic. It's very good for beginners. Mm -hmm. But it's true that mind, body, spirit is very important. So it all goes into, again, another reason why I love this path, why I identify as pagan. Um, And there's there's some Wicca, there's some Wiccan aspects in it, but I don't identify as Wicca, even though I do love it. Mm -hmm. And I do off from it very much so um Mm -hmm. i just don't like to be like nailed down to any one thing it seems so it like it's too not inclusive but it's like it has a very structured form to it and that's kind of like you're yeah i mean it's not exactly a religion but there is very structured ways you do things in wicca and even i love them and i find it beautiful Mm -hmm. and i love wicca I don't really want to call myself that. I'd rather be just pagan, which just means someone who's not of a converted faith, who's like more of a forest or country dweller. Like, you know, it's what it was an old term for basically the peasant folk that lived at the edges of the forest mm-hmm. that practiced the old ways. You know, right? That's really so, that's really cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. I'm glad that you mentioned that that there is a difference between being pagan and being of i guess wicca but there's well I, I, I don't know if there's a different yeah i mean there are a lot of wiccan pagans i mean it's so close yeah. they're, they're they're all we believe the same things nature worship yeah. you know wicca is harm none do what i will harm none that's a beautiful beautiful thing mm-hmm. like um you know we're all about just the good stuff you yeah. know and the dark stuff is there and you cannot ignore it and that's another thing wicca is a little bit like little bit like sparkly fairy dusty which i love so much but Mm -hmm. i do the shadow work and i'm not afraid of the dark and i face all these deeper darker issues that i've had since you know my past has geared me to deal with the harder things so that's why i really don't associate as wicca Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion yeah you know but they're very close yeah that's really awesome how many readings can you do in a day and discuss the process of your readings I usually would just read for myself mm-hmm. and sometimes I do maybe two readings a day maybe three if I really am but yeah so lately I've been doing something that's very new to me and it's 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 really blowing my mind which is multiple readings like I did a psychic fair recently a great great Victorian themed shop um awesome. but yeah so I, I did my first psychic fair there and I read I don't know, seven people in a row, you know, back to back. And then I just did a big art show. Um, that was awesome. And I read for people all night. And then I just did a another like anniversary party for some friends in business. And I read for people the whole time. And so I'll forget to drink water. I'll forget to have snacks. And I'll read for, you know, eight, nine people in a row. Wow. And I'll forget. Yeah. I'll forget because it's, it's new to me. Yeah. I'll forget that when I get home, I feel like I've, been hit by a truck like this last time I read for multiple people at at an event like in an affair type atmosphere I got home and I actually was like sick I was actually like coughing up phlegm and I just had all this 
like stuff I had to get out and I was exhausted and so I'm learning to you know put up like a protective circle I'm yeah. learning all the things you do when you take your craft out to the public because I've been such a solitary practitioner I've been just on my own for so long mm -hmm. that when I'm giving it out and reading for multiple people in a day bam 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 it's like it's literally like a cosmic smackdown it's so exhausting yeah I saw you but I love it on your, <laughs> you had posted this was maybe a few weeks ago um on your insta stories I think it was the same event and you were saying how how you're ex exhausted and and different things like it's just breaking down like uh how you felt and that's why I when you had put that on your Instagram I was like oh I definitely have to ask her like what's the process like do you drink water do you like please yeah <laughs> any any this is the advice for any readers out there and the professionals are laughing at me right now just like I mean I consider myself a professional of course but yeah. like the people that have been reading like for the public for so long or like girl you are just such a newbie you know <laughs> to this anyway I'm not new to the craft but I'm new to this like just you know and the thing is is it's not get them in get them out it would never be that I mean yeah. this is truly my craft and my yeah. passion and I, I connect with every single person I want to know their name I want to know their astrological sign yeah. I want to know what's going on with them so yeah. in a reading with me it's not very cold like oh the great cards and the table flies <laughs> and no it's it's more like who are you what do you want from this what are you looking for like what can we do like look at the look at these magical images and mm -hmm. feel this energy between us and let's let's talk about it let's get let's get some some stuff figured out okay. i want to give people options the tarot is this beautiful gift to yourself and to others it's just this ancient wisdom this archetypal knowledge that we all know and love birth death you know loss um the daily activities like the minor arcana cards the stuff we deal with every day that comes yeah. up i mean everyone can identify with the things that are crafted in the tarot and so um every every, every person is like a little therapy session or a little you know time for tea just you and me and so when i'm doing it and it's the ninth or tenth person um yeah i start to feel pretty pretty run down so i i learned the hard way now i'm you know i'm all about the water and the, yeah. the snacks and taking breaks and people are so sweet they're definitely like do you need a break like just ask and so um yeah, so it, it's it's a it's a was a learning curve for me, but I can do multiple readings in a day, and pretty soon it'll be old hat, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But my advice to people is protect yourself, stay hydrated, you know, protect your energy as far yeah. as like don't give so much that you're just crashing at the end of your event or your day, you know. Yeah, and do like after you do um, a session like that or an event like that how does it take you like a few days to recover from that like how is your energy um kind of maybe not days but like at the end of the evening I have to wind down a little bit mm -hmm. I'll, I'll like light up some herbs or like nice. some incense yeah. candles some relaxing music or yeah. just you know I'll just wind down like you do at the end of a hard work day you yeah. know you're just decompressing yeah I definitely decompress. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay, so when doing readings, do you see spirits, angels, 
spirit guides, etc. Describe what you experienced doing a reading. Okay, so well, it's very different over the years, and I know it's different for every reader. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of tarot. Everyone has their own flavor. Everyone has their own unique kind of flair and imprint, you yeah. know. Um, so, uh, yeah, everyone has their like their own aura, their own color that they bring to it, you know. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I was not so much in touch with anything other than my academic studies, my journals, my quest, my need to know, my, it was just me, me, me. So when I was reading when I was young, when I was like 16 or something, I didn't really know what was happening. Mm -hmm. It it seemed scary at times, overwhelming. I'd put the cards away for weeks and I wouldn't look at them and I'd be like, over it. Or, you know, then I would return to the cards. It's been this like love affair. There was one deck I had, I didn't understand. It was Egyptian and it was too complex and powerful for me at the time and so I like buried them and yeah. forgot about them yeah. got rid of them I was like oh get away from me energy's weird yeah because I didn't understand the heavy images coming at me and I, I would try and read about it and it would scare me yeah. um but I'm so much older and wiser and and so now like I said before my my Portuguese grandmother um comes through more than anyone Wow. Like she's from this island, Sao Miguel, the Azores, these little Portuguese fishing islands. Mm-hmm. And I used to stay with her in the summer and she was all about wow. the Virgin Mary. And she was this, this Catholic woman mm-hmm. who have any pictures of Jesus anywhere, only the Virgin. She was all about the mother. And so it was this form of matriarchal goddess worship that she didn't even know. I mean, you know, she's a, an Islander woman. So she identified with Mary more than this, like, son of god man yeah, a lot of people do yeah a lot of people do worship mary just her yeah and i think i think so it's fascinating an, yeah i honestly think it's this like memory of a matriarchal yeah. or goddess worship. yeah but it was very beautiful but she did make me do like hail mary's and like pray and all this stuff all the time and mm-hmm. but i spent some summers with her in her kitchen and whatnot she comes through she comes through and I got all her photos from my uncle sent to me which I couldn't be happier having these photos that's early early 1900s um yeah she's amazing and she's she is she was feisty in life and she's feisty now and she comes (laughs) through for me big time you know my mom does too my mom's like a little version of Angelina like my grandma my great grandma um that's so beautiful yeah, but I don't, you know, I, I mostly just, besides my grandmother, it's, she's really the loudest voice. And when I'm reading, just before we uh, got on the phone together for this podcast, mm-hmm. I was looking through my herbiary deck and I was like, oh, you know, thinking about this herb I saw that means protection and fortitude. And it's like a warm embrace when you're feeling nervous. It's called ladies mantle. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the herb. And I was thinking about it, thinking about it, and I pulled the lady's mantle card. Wow. So that happens all the time. It happens all the time. You know, I'll, somebody will come and have a reading, and I'll pull the ace of uh, ace of wands, let's say. Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, the ace of wands, if I can recall. And the person that I'm reading for is like, I'm starting a business, and I'm naming it Ace of Wands, and I'm not kidding. So, you know, wow. these things happen 
these things happen to readers. You start to be so in touch with your deck and yeah. in touch with the energies that you're feeling. And I get really hyped and amplified and excited when I'm reading. That's why I crash afterwards if I do nine or ten people in a row at a yeah. fair. Because you're so I get into, in, super, involved. It's, yeah, it's like a natural high, yeah. you know. That's and I have uh, so many planets in, in Aquarius and Gemini in my birth chart. I'm very vocal and communicative and conversation excites me and like all the cerebral stuff I live for. So yeah. so I, I get super into it and I do, I am like buzzing during reading. So synchronicity comes through. Synchronicity is like, aside from my great grandmother, um, synchronicity always shows up. So I'm going to say that's a guide. I don't know if that can be a guide. That's but so cool. Yeah. So so it's once you start to do this kind of work, you start noticing that kind of stuff. It's kind of like people refer to it as the universe telling you you're on the right path yeah. or you know, signs. You, you get a sign that's like, oh, you know, should I go somewhere? And then a bird flies across your view and you're like, <laughs> hmm, maybe that was a sign yeah. that I should go in that direction. Things like that, you know. Yeah, synchronicities are amazing i since this podcast i've been noticing a lot and it, it it feels good i feel like sending stuff my way and i'm just trying to grab everything i can and just hold on to it and and just cherish it and just like continue on this path of i don't know where i'm going but hopefully it's it's just an, an amazing experience and just learning as much as I can and learning different crafts and just having amazing people like you on this show. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, Thank you for that. It's, it's and I, so I also want to tell you, and not to interrupt, sorry. No. I want to tell you that even just asking the question, even just holding the space for the podcast out of your own home, wherever you're at, wherever yeah. you're doing this office studio, just opening up that door, that small step. It's not really a small step. I mean, it takes a lot to mm -hmm. do things like a podcast or to put yourself out there like yeah. that. You will be opening different doors for yourself and for synchronicity and for other types of energies to come in. Like you take that yeah. tiny little step or you believe in yourself enough, mm -hmm. even if it feels scary and shaky, yeah. you know, you believe in, you want to know, like wanting to know and wanting to learn is the strongest force, exactly. I think, in our hum human existence. Yeah. And we should honor that, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's, that's the only reason I do what I do is because I want, I, I feel so naturally uh, uh, akin to the role of teacher. And as yeah. I reach my older years I would love to become like I said before I don't know if I'll ever be a high priestess but I am inside to myself I am yeah but you know at least at least a wise woman at least someone that anyone can come to when I was a young woman and I didn't have anyone mm -hmm. because you know I was in and out of foster homes or things mm -hmm. bad things would happen and an only child I didn't have a big huge family yeah. that I knew about until later um so I was alone so much and I needed guidance and I needed an older woman a lot of the times yeah. or an older man if you're if you know it doesn't have to be gender specific but I needed someone wise to help me to, to show me the way so, mm -hmm. yeah so many of us we don't have role models we don't have guidance and I just you know I love to 
to do that for people because, you know, I've been there and I understand it. There is that term, the wounded warrior. Mm-hmm. And the wounded warrior is a well-known term, and it's something I like to re- reference when, when people are looking for healers or tarot readers or, yeah. you know, mentors. Is to me, I don't trust anyone that isn't a wounded warrior. Like I don't trust wow. anyone that hasn't hurt yeah. or hasn't felt suffering or pain or loss. And yeah. you know, in Buddhism, they always talk about that suffering leads to enlightenment, and it's so very true. It, it humbles you. It does. It humbles your spirit. Like you just, it's, it's an awakening. Whether it's a losing a loved one or going through a really dramatic breakup or something that it's just an an emotional experience that that really it changes makes you, you. Yeah, yeah. Like I lost my grandpa and also had the worst breakup. I'm being dramatic, but I'm pretty sure now. (laughs) Like, when I'm in my 40s, I'll probably look back and laugh at it. But right now, like, it's, like, the most traumatic experience that I went through as far as, like, in in the same year. And having betrayal and then my grandpa. And and it, it just happened, like, last year was, like, the worst year ever. And this is, like, the year of me recovering. But to to experience that yeah oh no those things you just described Mm -hmm. the worst breakup and the loss of your grandfather and those things you just described the image that popped in my head is the tarot card the three of swords Mm -hmm. so that is a three of swords energy so um i don't know if you know you said you had a tarot deck right Mm -hmm. so it's the heart usually in like a rainstorm or in the sky and it's pierced by three swords or three daggers Mm -hmm. and that's usually like this card of mental heartache Mm -hmm. of betrayal of overthinking like why why did this happen to me Mm -hmm. like oh i'm so hurt i'm so stung it's like this you know this this mental heartbreak it Mm -hmm. feels like you're dying it feels physical but it really isn't so much physical because you're not actually like near death it's just in your mind you know it's like a mental death it's like so yeah it's it's also it it exactly literally like it felt the same emotion that i felt when my grandpa passed if not worse because this person is still alive and out there so yeah like the worst breakup of all time would definitely fall into the three of swords (laughs) and tarot yeah or the tower card which is famous for quick and sudden change and knocking down the ego so Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot to be learned for sure yeah that's yeah it it's all about I think that's so true and I respect you for wanting or or mentioning that you wouldn't trust anyone to even guide someone unless they've been through some type of life experience so that they can relate to whoever and it doesn't have to be the same i mean it's like you know i'm not i'm never gonna have the same experience as someone else you know we're all so unique and there's privilege and there's class system and there's all this into play for each unique individual right but the fact that there are some folks that never want to and i understand it because there are parts of me that wanted to be this way when i was younger Mm -hmm. that never wanted to see the the bad stuff never want to go to the dark side never want to accept 
our human foibles and faults and failures. They want to gloss over everything. And, you know, and as a Pisces, there's a fantasy world aspect in me that wants everything to be practical magic and Mm -hmm. fun little witch fairyland all the time. But it's never going to be that way. And until I started really facing my shadow and the dark energies and incorporating all my love of the beauty for all things dark, Mm -hmm. you know, this was many, many years ago that I started to embrace that. It just opened up this whole new world. And I saw that that was really the path to healing is to go right into the eye of the storm, not to like run away. You have to face it. And I still squirm when I have to face something hard and difficult. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But the difference is now I know I have to before I would run away or just, you know, people self-medicate or they're in denial or whatever but as you get older you can you you start to realize no that is not the way you do things you you go right into the eye of the storm Mm -hmm. and then you work it out yeah it's a a process but you got to get through it that's exactly yeah Yeah. that's so amazing so discuss uh mental clarity physical stress and spiritual recovery um and then you talked a we touched on ancestral guidance process yeah, yeah. and um, also how tarot can help with all of these um, things. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the ancestral stuff because that mm-hmm. is definitely super important yeah. to anyone wanting to reconnect with their roots, of yeah. course. Um, but uh when I put it in those terms, like if someone asks me for a bio or says, what is it that you're, you know, that you're doing? Mm-hmm. I say the words mental clarity, um, the re- relieving physical stress and spiritual recovery, because I mean, that sounds like an NA program or something when, when I read it like that, mm-hmm. but it, it's honestly true. I mean, I'm the happiest I've, I've ever been. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot going on you know I don't have family mm-hmm. it's just me um I don't have a career anything like that but I'm the happiest I've ever been because wow. I feel totally I, I feel totally free yeah I feel free in the way that I'm able to be honest with myself and work on my issues and I've never been able to really afford a psychiatrist or find one that fits with me mm-hmm. so you know a lot of people will go to therapy or they'll just take pills or they'll just push it away mm-hmm. and I've been just down in the mud like down in the dirt working through all this stuff from yeah. the loss of my entire family grief um you know losing homes and not having a home losing jobs in and out you know all the things that deal with loss life the human experience and the tarot echoes that mm-hmm. so the tarot is like this road map to life that a lot of people aren't really aware of they know about the bible or they know about any other spiritual text Mm -hmm. um from their from their culture of course but tarot is is very much a spiritual text i mean i don't want to say it's a religious thing but it gives has religious imagery and it has that same feeling it can lift you up it has hope yeah um it, you know, there are darker aspects. There's, there's everything. Everything is involved in this practice of reading tarot. And so I really honestly believe, because it happened for me, 
mm-hmm. that tarot can bring people a spiritual recovery. It can bring people a mental clarity, just like meditation does. Mm-hmm. Or I've just recently started, um, you know, cri- the crystal sound healing with the bowls and like sound healing is oh, very, very really? important. You, so you do that too? You, I want to buy one. Oh, I'm one. just a complete novice. Yeah, <gasps> I would say get one and just play with it. That's oh, what I'm doing. Gosh. And it's that's it's so cool. beautiful yeah it just cuts through the air and it rings out and it just resets the energy in the room it resets the tone um and it ple- it's pleasing sound therapy is huge i like yeah. to play really like really pretty chill wind chimes or like background music if i'm reading tarot um but yeah so so all of these tools they are tools the tarot mm-hmm. is a tool you know and it's full of different ways to uh, deal with everyday life or the mm-hmm. big major huge themes in life like death and loss and birth mm-hmm. and all these things so it has a little bit of everything I mean and like I said before I didn't have role models I didn't have guidance and I found it in the tarot I found it in throughout the centuries people have been taking what may have been a card game you know its origins are kind of shrouded in mystery mm-hmm. but over time it has become through artists and secret societies and philosophers and academics who took interest in tarot like they would a great work of art because it is art yeah um you know they made it has developed into this like spiritual ascendance and this tool that we have today that's like really really amazing and i would love for people to not be afraid of it not believe any of the weird rumors from you know back in the day yeah because when they say old wives tales there's something to those old wives tales that Mm -hmm. we can use that that is very truthful and there's other things that are just plain outdated and nonsensical you know Mm -hmm. there's no in the craft i'm not summoning demons if someone wants to do that with their tarot deck that's them they're doing it yeah i don't honestly believe the tarot would ever have any kind of I mean, there's some crazy imagery. There's some negative things in the deck, but that's life. Yeah, right. That is. You know? It's just a rep- representation of life, and I think. It's well, that's just, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and and so so yeah, so I I do believe to answer your question after I go off on these tangents. <laughs> no, it's completely um, honestly just trying your to knowledge. Find- yeah, trying to find ways to get my head out of the books mm-hmm. and give back to the people. Yeah, that's what you I know, feel cause... like that's what life is about is you finding your gift and sharing it with everyone. And everyone should do that. Like that, I feel like is a fulfilling life. And if you can find yeah. what you love to do and are able to continue to master it and share with people and make them feel comfortable about it that that is that's what life is about you have you know completed your job I mean once we're done here but while we're here on earth um one one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do in this kind of work or just in life in general is to face the truth you Mm -hmm. know I mean the truth is so hard for people to look something in the eye as ugly and awful as it is is so important you know and I I still struggle with that 
to this day I'll look at my own truths like why do I do that why do I act that way yeah. and it makes me and I'm struggling inside like a squirming child having a tantrum I don't want to see that part of myself but I just learned to push through it and there's yeah. magic in that it's like an alchemy in that like if you can like the a lot of psychiatry books will talk about if you can be aware of the negative thought or you can be aware of the thought that's causing you distress or harm and just look at it as a thought and just like distance yourself from the emotion of it mm -hmm. then you kind of gain control just like wow. in lucid dreaming or in nightmares because i had you know vivid chronic nightmares for years and i started wow. trying to control my dreams like remembering my my own name in the middle of a gnarly scenario a nightmare i i would think of my name and then poof it would bring me out of the nightmare wow. it was like a form of control when you feel like you don't have any yeah you know, so so that's that's part of the work too. Is is really fate? Like I said earlier, facing the dark stuff, facing the truth. Yeah, you are really yeah. dropping some gems. This is <laughs> now. This is amazing. Okay. Oh, good. Um, I'm so glad. Yeah. What's the most interesting thing that you have ever experienced during a reading? And what is the best experience you have had with spirits? So when I'm sitting there talking about. Um, oh, you remind me of a queen of wands. You know, mm -hmm. you're fiery, you're full of passion, you're you unabashedly yourself, you know, yeah. you're, you're vibrant. Um, I get this fire energy from you. Mm -hmm. And then even though they may not be a fire sign or a queen of wands, I will pull the queen of wands out of the deck. Yeah. So those things happen a lot where I'm just thinking of something and the cards reflect it. That is truly still so mystifying and amazing to me yeah. and i'm not going to be like i'm so psychic i'm the best <laughs> it's just like no it's just cool it yeah. just happens all the time and yeah. it's really really awesome yeah. so the synchronicity in the cards into the subject matter of the querent which is the person i'm reading for um or even myself i'll think of something but like before the podcast and i pulled the card i was thinking of it's just never gets old it's yeah. really cool that's and then Yes. What a great question. That's a great question. Um, there's a lot. There's so many, but I'm going to keep it simple mm -hmm. and narrow it down because I have many, many story <laughs> ghost stories, if you want to call them that. But uh, for me, what stands out right now as the clearest memory uh, or experience with spirit is mm -hmm. when I was a little girl, we lived in Hawaii. We lived in Oahu mm -hmm. and I had uh, I had a cat. And he was Mancoon. Um, nice and name. he was a big, yeah. He's a, the main, they're like Norwegian forest cats. So don't yeah. ask me how they got to Hawaii on the ship or something. Wow. But a uh, big, beautiful cat, like looked like a bobcat. Wow. Um, so he was my, my everything. I loved this cat. Mm. And I was like, and when I came home, I had this really weird feeling all day, just like I had to get home. Like, I was really upset stomach. I wasn't feeling well. I couldn't wait to get home for some reason. Mm -hmm. Of course, when I got home, my mom's, like, crying and her cheeks are red. And she wouldn't let me in the house. And I'm like, why aren't you letting me in? She's like, you know, you can't, you can't. She's sobbing, snots coming out of her nose. Mm -hmm. And my cat was hit by a truck. Because we, we we lived on this dirt road in Hawaii and lots of cars would speed by. And so she wouldn't let me see him, basically, because he was like in a box and he was Aww. pieces, you know. Yeah. 
And um, I was devastated. I was devastated and I couldn't stop crying. And my dad was visiting from Los Angeles. And my dad, I didn't know him that much at the time. I was getting to know him. And he buried my cat for me. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. He was out there, you know, all day in the hot sun, sweating with his shirt off, making this beautiful grave for this cat with like flowers and it was beautiful made me feel better but I still cried myself to sleep and that night I heard the scratching at the back door and my cat pretty boy Floyd my mom named him Mm. my cat would always scratch at the back door every night to come in because he was an indoor outdoor cat yeah and so I heard the scratching and I got up and I was just you know kind of like I don't know half awake half asleep I opened the door nobody's there you know, and I heard it a couple times throughout the night was the same. It was him scratching at the door. And so I'm like, that's really strange. And the third time I got back to bed, I started to fall asleep. And of course, it could be sleep paralysis. The in-between times is when, like, the veil is thin. We were talking about earlier things yeah. come through clear. Yeah. You're half asleep. Did you really see it? Mm-hmm. Is it there? So I felt his warm body. Like, he used to sleep right between my neck and my shoulder on my pillow and I just felt it was almost like I heard the scratching and I let my cat spirit into the house Mm -hmm. and then when I went back to bed I felt that warm fur I felt his purr purring but he wasn't there at all he was gone he got hit by he's dead you know he's gone but I felt him I actually felt like the hairs on my neck and like I felt his warm furry little body and his little breath in my ear you know yeah so that is probably my clearest memory I felt some stuff after my dad died of course too Mm -hmm. and I feel stuff all the time and I see weird things all the time but being visited by my cat's ghost was probably the coolest yeah that's Um, pretty awesome you know and I could have just been a sleepy child but it's so so real yeah. it was so so real and so wonderful and it was almost like I got to say goodbye you know yeah that's so beautiful animals are just amazing I love cats I love dogs um yeah yeah it sucks lots of wisdom they can teach us too that's another oh, thing yeah. I am yeah. Like tarot as well, of course, like many cultures do, just the animal wisdom we learn from them. Mm-hmm. Observing animals like we observe children. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you learn so, so much. Special. I love them. Yeah. Have you ever foreseen someone with an illness, or what do you do when you see negative things in someone's cards? Yeah, that's another great question. Um, something I'm learning as a professional tarot reader putting my craft out there is that you need to have boundaries when you do readings with people. You need Mm -hmm. to let them know right off the bat before Mm -hmm. any silver or any money crosses your table or anything like that. You, You just need to let people know who you are, how you read, what they can expect from it. Because there are people, unfortunately, that have a lot of pain and chronic illness and need mm. guidance and need, need some hope and need need some sort of alternative um you know uh knowledge or medicine yeah. but i i'm not a medical practitioner and so if you know i will definitely i can definitely do some sort of health or wellness reading but i don't like to give actual medical advice because I just don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, I'm not a licensed doctor at all. So 
So it, it's definitely something that we that we can touch on in readings, and a lot of cards can come up that can suggest like lifestyle changes or, you know. But there are some illnesses that no matter how many things people tell you to do, like you should eat this and you should walk and you should this and that, they're just they're just these these battles that are so hard to fight that no amount of little lifestyle change may work, you know. Unfortunately, like cancer and things like that, you know. So. I mean, yeah. diet can help with cancer. I truly believe that. But I'm just not a licensed professional. So yeah. um, as far as doctors, um, any medical advice. So I really don't see much of that. I more see in readings like uh, mental health or spiritual kind of like depression or overthinking or, you know, emotions, jealousy, mm -hmm. betrayal, um, hope. Yeah. These types of things are yeah. what come up. Um, and then if I do see something negative, definitely talk about it. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I, I tend to gloss over things, which makes me, um, I mean, not, gla not gloss over. Sorry, that's actually incorrect. I gloss over things in a way that delivers the truth and the reality with not so harsh a drop. Mm -hmm. Like it. Gloss is the wrong word. Like, I know how to talk about the Ten of Swords with someone who's new to tarot. Mm -hmm. And this is a card where there's ten swords stabbed in your back. You look like you're dead on the floor with blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's a very, very hard, yeah. right? Yeah. So imagine, especially being from some sort of, like, Christian background or somewhere, you're like, what is that? Like, mm -hmm. I don't even know. That looks like I'm going to die and get <laughs> stabbed. 10 yeah. times by 10 different people. Yeah. So I'm, I am really good at being a first time reader for people because I can take that card and I can talk about the fact that even though this person is in a prone position and obviously done, like stick a fork in him, he's done. Mm -hmm. It's uh, metaphorical and proverbial. It's, it's swords, which are thoughts and ideas. It's mental. So you're mentally done. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you like people are maybe talking smack or there's betrayal or you're just done at your workplace or you're done with your family member. You're about to cut them off for good or you're done with this relationship. Whatever it is, you're done, mm -hmm. which is that is a very visceral image, the ten swords in the back. Mm -hmm. But there's a horizon. Know, across the way from this prone figure the sun is rising there's mm -hmm. you know there's always the the, the new tomorrow there's always the rebirth the regeneration after the fall so i know how to soften the blow is a better word not gloss over because that's wrong mm -hmm. soften the blow when mm -hmm. i see something negative i will always talk about it i will always address it but you know, I just, I believe in that yin and yang, that light and dark. Yeah. I believe that the dark gets a bad rap. Like, we, you know, there were times when I want to see the sun and the empress and the ten of pentacles and all these beautiful cards in my reading. And I get the tower and the ten of swords and the three of swords and the five of pentacles, like the poverty, the fear of loss, you know, fear of the future, mm -hmm. money. Cards. I get all these bad cards and I'm like, ugh. I'm feeling pretty good today. Why did this happen? You know, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just that deeper work. It's the unresolved issues, the things we don't want to necessarily face head on that we have to, mm -hmm. you know? So, so yeah, anytime I see something negative, it's, uh, it's on. I actually get excited. I'm at this point in tarot. I'm like, this is the meat of the matter. This is truth. Yeah. So yeah, there's no, 
there's no glossing over. I don't know why I said that. That's that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. There's a, a softening of the blow, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm initiating these people I'm reading for, if they're new, especially to tarot, mm-hmm. I'm initiating the dark side in a way that's like, you know, not Sith Lord, more Jedi, just yeah. like, you know, trying to just be, um, a, have wisdom about the negative. Uh, right. Like trying to find up. like the, the issue and yeah, lighten the blow. That's a good representation of it. Get to the heart of the matter, but fear, there's so much fear. Yeah. There's so much fear with so much fear and there's so many scare tactics and there's so many ways to wield power over another through fear i would never like you know i would never do that some people have that edge and and you know and yes fear can be exciting in a lot of ways i love horror movies i love dark stuff mm-hmm. but when people asking about their lives and their loved ones and they really generally i i view tarot as as therapy as self-help yeah as as a way to uh, enrich and empower yourself so if someone is seriously coming to me with questions you know i i'm not i'm gonna dispel their fears usually that's awesome that's really amazing it and it makes i encourage everyone to do a reading it's a beautiful experience and it's things that we should be aware of and some good some bad some light some dark but you're right you should be able to face them and hear them and find clarity and and whatever you're going through at that moment and you don't know until you try it's all about that little that little step you know as someone who's so empathetic so sensitive i feel everything all the time Mm -hmm. my little little tiny steps are like totally the motto the cliche (laughs) motto for me like okay just like you know get dressed and then get out the door and then then you're cool like you know just that kind of stuff yeah i encourage that with people with fear and anxiety and all these things these natural things that crop up just little just like that old saying, just do something, anything, mm-hmm. no matter how small. Yeah, it know? makes a difference. It it definitely makes a difference in its progress. Discuss being a storyteller. Uh, you also are the writer of The Goddess Inn. Is that being sold anywhere? I do have an Etsy. Um, and I think, yeah, I think I just printed like eight more copies. Awesome. So... Yeah, so zines are something I love doing and I've been doing for a long, long time. Um, it's just like a little magazine, you know, you print it out yourself, yeah. put your own, you know, you put your own quotes or art or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, the goddess zine is definitely available. So thanks for asking. Awesome. I'm going to order one of those off the Etsy. Also discuss being an illustrator in some of your work that you've done. I do have an Etsy. It's Metal Unicorn mm-hmm. on Etsy. Yeah. Um, and I have been drawing for, gosh, since I was a little kid. I have some children's books that I'm working on that are not awesome. published. Um, they're just strictly just my illustrations. They're mm-hmm. written, but it's taking me, it's probably my opus. So I'll, I'll probably be like 75 when I finally finish these <laughs> children's books. <laughs> but uh, over the years, I have done many different art forms like different movements different circles um 
for a while I was doing zines, you know, handing out zines at different events. Mm -hmm. I was making little spreads for bikes because I would ride bikes with my friends about mm -hmm. 20 years ago. And uh, I would do artwork on these little cards you could put in the spokes of your bike. Um, I would paint on tote bags, on vans. Oh, wow. So I did, yeah, so I did some cool stuff with vans where they, you know, paid me to do some custom artwork. Um, they were paying a lot of local artists, tattoo artists, things like that, mm -hmm. to paint on um it's kind of popular in like the early 2000s mm -hmm. and so that was something i did for a while um so i had a zine called the handbook for the disenfranchised which was all masked women on the cover mm -hmm. whether they were like you know uh early war era gas masks or ski mask or something it was women in masks and in disenfranchised usually means when your voice isn't heard so it was during the bush era and the iraq war was starting and i made this zine about how i felt like our voices were not being heard wow. like our vote was like our vote was disenfranchised like yeah. we didn't vote for this you know yeah. so that was really cool i have to reprint those but i do have master copies of those and just over the years i've done little i'll print a little book of poetry or a little book of art here and there i mm -hmm. do have stuff on my just a few things on my Etsy because I'm pouring a lot of stuff into my tarot right now mm -hmm. um, but yeah a storyteller I just think comes naturally to so many of us that are artistic in nature yeah. because you know before technology I mean that's what people did you sat around the fire and you told stories mm -hmm. and I mean Irish and Scottish people are like famous for that you yeah. know like, yeah tall tales and, mm -hmm. and so there's a little bit of that in there too um just like it's fun to that's why I love children's books it's fun to embellish yeah. you know I love Tim Burton I love um, Alice in Wonderland I collect children's books too like unique and very old children's books um mm -hmm. so storytelling is just it comes naturally to me I love stories and me I believe too. that story way that yeah the way we used to learn before mm -hmm. the internet you know, yeah. before we had schools even and um there is a book women who run with the wolves I uh which is a very oh, very gosh. popular yes so yeah, many witchy but... types mm -hmm. it's such an initiation book mm -hmm. for so many of us when yeah. i read that years ago it was about the power of folk tales and the power of these stories that are full of wisdom being passed down yeah. you know and it's just amazing so I, I I definitely um have that ability to to story tale or like in Hawaii they call it talk story you can talk story mm -hmm. so so let's have that art yeah. and it's a forgotten because now we just read books online or mm -hmm. we just watch tv this or that which all those things are great I love technology mm -hmm. but I do that the art of storytelling is something that everyone should try at least once mm -hmm. I gave a workshop called writing as catharsis and in that workshop wow. I told the I told the students it doesn't matter what you think if you think you're a shitty poet excuse me for cussing but <laughs> you know if you think you're a crappy crappy poet or yeah. you don't know how to write it doesn't, it doesn't matter I want you to write anything your favorite thing pick yeah. pick something you're familiar with that you could be an like your pet whatever and some beautiful stuff came out of it I had wow. one person you know create a zine a little magazine about their grandma Aww. who is an immigrant to this country and so that is a beautiful thing you know mm -hmm. to people find what they love and write about it and discover their 
their expression, their authentic expression. So storytelling is is great for that, for for passing on wisdom for so Mm -hmm. many. I mean, tarot tells a story. The the tarot is this just incredible story, and that's probably why I was so attracted to it, too. Yeah, that makes sense. It goes hand in hand, and it's also very artistic and visual and just it does it tells a story so it definitely it goes, does it goes hand in hand with being super creative i can see where you have both you know or it's actually mm-hmm. the same um and stories just like the myths of old whether mm-hmm. it's the odin norwegian myths or if it's greek mythology or any any culture anywhere we all have our folklore and our myths and what that was back in the day was our ways of wisdom being reflected back at us we didn't have google we didn't have wikipedia we didn't have you know everything at our fingertips so people told stories as a way of like books before books were actually printed and made and to think they've Um, been passed on down the centuries these folk tales and things so that's yeah, so, vocal, so cool. oral tradition yeah that's so cool i have to go in your etsy shop and i'll also post that in our i'll put that in our press kit so that people can go and buy your book and you also have another the halorunarum yeah i was trying to figure or out how to pronounce thing. it yeah the yeah, i'm not even sure if that it's like <laughs> a, a old gothic word um but yes no it um it basically means witch it basically means one who does magic but Mm -hmm. um that is another corner of the internet that i wanted to start just recently like night sisters tarot yeah that i wanted to i did not make any of those are all photos those are all art artists and photos and people from the web who hopefully are tagged and Mm -hmm. mentioned in every post Mm -hmm. if I can find the source um none of my artwork is up yet I don't think uh but it's a corner another witchy corner of the web that I wanted to reserve for crone energy as I'm entering my 40s and what some call the third stage like if there's maiden mother and crone Mm -hmm. in the craft um you know when you're the maiden, you're the young woman, a lot like how Persephone was in, in the early myths. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're the mother, like the empress in the tarot, you're like the earth mother, you know, you give birth or you're at the birthing stage of your life. And then you're at the wise woman or the crone in the last stages of your life. So I wanted to open a forum that changed a little bit like our perception of beauty and age and like there's things out there like advanced style or different websites that I love that I frequent that all depict like 60 or 70 year old women beautifully whether they're like nudes or in flower fields or powerful they're not you know these broken down beings men or women because they're of a certain age and Mm -hmm. then western is really really just makes me so mad how we treat our elders and I'm mentally ill Mm -hmm. so wrong so I wanted to just open this page that was full of images of older people in the craft men or women and and goddesses too like powerful goddesses like I think I 
covered uh, Marie Laveau from New Orleans, mm. and I covered um, uh, the the. I'm not sure of the Gaelic pronunciation, the Kalish or the the Winter Witch. Mm-hmm. You know, the the throne of winter, who is kind of like the death doula who brings all things dark when mm-hmm. the winter comes she like embodies it you know like the the raven and the mm-hmm. owl and eternal beings are her animals and yeah. she's just this like this really beautiful folkloric kind of like baba yaga the mm-hmm. russian witch of the woods mm-hmm. but so i just wanted this like really cool page where i yeah. could have all these like older witches and older people imagery that was powerful it is really cool i love all of the so you have the goddesses it's super new the, too. yeah i i was looking at it and i didn't i i had just remember seeing the one image it was of that really pretty doll it was like a a doll it, it was made out of like um some type of fabric that you have on there and i thought that was cool i didn't know if you had made that or not and then the different oh, no, no. witches and yeah there it the imagery think, is beautiful think, it is and i think i tagged her uh sacred familiar is making dolls wow. very magical and dolls are poppins or things like that um likenesses are very mm-hmm. magical tools yeah. that you can use um for meditation for blessings whatever but she'll make it out of like forest moss and a wow. crystal and you know lamb's wool but not hurting the animal at all or like a feather mm-hmm. she makes them from natural sources and That's her so page cool. is really beautiful wow. yeah so I, it, I wanted to highlight artists that I like yeah. that are entering their crone phase that are wise women that are high priestesses or or men um it. just yeah, I just kind of wanted like, a, and it's for all ages, all genders. You don't have to be in the winter of your life. You don't have to be 40 or over to be, there's no age limit. Um, it's just, I wanted to have a space for something different, you know, Yeah. something empowering. So that's really cool. I will definitely put that in the the press kit so people can follow that page i think it's awesome i didn't now that you break it down to me and and what the page is about it makes it even more cool um oh i thought it was only two questions i have one last question um why do you think having these abilities as a divineer and a cartomancer is important to humankind so passionate about it almost everything I've seen that leads into why it would be important to humans you know Mm -hmm. Um, but I just feel like it all goes back to history yeah I mean it all goes back to the reason that I feel from the books that I've read and the teachings that I've experienced and the kind of brain that I have Mm -hmm. my findings that I want to share with everyone is that the reason we're constantly questioning our existence or who we are or why we do things or why is this, why can I have that, blah, blah, blah. It's endless, the the swirling, chattering mind. Mm -hmm. Zen, Zen, like Buddhism can help with that, that, you know, like they're all about 
quieting the chattering monkey mind and I love that about it Mm -hmm. it's like we all have that ability to question why we're here who we are to be dissatisfied with our life to overthink to be a product of this disposable culture that we're in Um, it's hard it's hard to find meaning it's hard to connect as someone Mm -hmm. who is an only child who lost their family I didn't have much community I was always searching for community I was always searching for friends that were like sisters or brothers that we could be in our PJs together and eat ice cream together and watch movies. Like I needed that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that family unit. Um, And so my friends became my family. But I guess without going off on a tangent, things like spiritualism or in this case, tarot, it it is like it can become your family. Like you can learn to love yourself and mother yourself. You can learn to love others and to let others in i mean it teaches you about the human experience it teaches you about emotions different scenarios that play out in each card i mean the reason it resonates with so many is because there's so much truth there are these these keys of wisdom these higher truths and these lesser truths Mm -hmm. so the lesser truths are like the little things that happen on the day to day Mm -hmm. and the higher truths are the big losses birth death love you know rebirth um justice things like that temptation so just like in the bible there are these you know there are these commandments and there are these things these laws that you go by spiritually it's kind of like that in tarot where it can show you you're not the only one that thinks like this you're not the only one experiencing this if you don't have others reflecting back at you like a community would a healthy community Mm -hmm. tarot can become that for you so i think it helps people get in touch with their emotions their emotional self their spiritual self it helps people it empowers people um it's like a really really good teacher that you want to listen to that you want to go to their class there's like opening doors of perception for you that's what tarot is for me and i hope for other people that get into it it's not for everyone Mm -hmm. some people may find like i keep mentioning buddhism or, or meditation or maybe um you know some different form of ancestral magic or um herbalism or whatever you do to work on the self and to kind of get out of that monkey mind, that chattering fear, that day to day and whatever you can do, you're going to be a service to yourself and then you can be of service to others. So. Wow. That's pretty important. And I feel like everyone should definitely give tarot reading a chance if they're not familiar with it. And I would definitely continue to, um, I guess even practice it myself. I only have two decks. Or do I have three? One of my friends is actually studying. She is studying to be a, a psychic. And through her journey, she's doing tarot. And she's getting really good at it. And she kind of introduced me to it. Um, she had a pack of, or a deck of angel cards. And she did mine. And it was just so amazing. I was just so intrigued. I'm like, oh, I want to like, practice and kind of do some on myself and every now and again I'll pull out either the the oracle cards or the the angel cards and it's also really relaxing so yes yes it's a good way to decompress and to get into to get into a different state of mind Mm -hmm. and so you know see where it takes you I I I think that's great I also want to just add that 
it's not tarot for everybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. Tar- it's not about tarot necessarily. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. But mm-hmm. for me, that's a tool that I'm using. Mm-hmm. I think any form of spirituality that anybody wants to get into that is empowering, that doesn't like oppress them in any way that yeah. doesn't make them feel wrong or dirty or anything like I would highly suggest doing that yeah. whatever makes you feel better about how you naturally are and gives you the tools to kind of move through life anything like that is so worth it and I feel like if you can find that in an organized religion good for you but I just I, I don't find it there it mm-hmm. it doesn't give me it doesn't give me life it makes me feel like I don't have life until I'm gone yeah and and it's like I I'm 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 not I mean I have many theories of what's going to happen after I pass on Mm -hmm. which is another podcast another day but I just feel like you're here now take care of yourself Mm -hmm. take care of others and do do what you know, do what feels right, what what works for you. And this witchcraft, paganism, and tarot has worked for me. It has saved my life countless times. It has made me feel powerful and strong and courageous when I didn't have any other, you know, I didn't have any other choice. I didn't feel that way at all. But just researching these myths of these powerful people, the gods, you know, like roaming across the sky or in the bottom of the ocean, like wielding lightning bolts and anything like just, just myth itself and the ancient practices that ground us Mm -hmm. these things, they're rituals, they're meditative tools, they're ways to feel connected when we don't. So, Yeah. yeah. So I would say any, any kind of spirituality that is not harmful um, for me, it's tarot. And if anyone's interested, there are many, many resources. Yeah. All right. Well, have, you a, have a great evening. You too. And thank you, Cor. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. Just a little more information uh, where you can find Cor Marie. Please visit her Instagram at Nightsisters Tarot. You can message her if you want to get a reading. She's amazing. After our recording, I had the pleasure of having her read my cards and she was so amazing. Um, I'm not going to release the recording on the podcast because it was a little personal, but it was so good. I refer her to anybody that's looking to get their cards read for the first time or just want a reading she's amazing also please 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 visit her adorable etsy shop metal unicorn you can find everything that she discussed on here that she is selling she's awesome and that's it creepsters i hope you guys have an amazing halloween week um this recording should be released on sunday or monday Sunday or Monday before Halloween so um, I hope you guys have enjoyed your Halloween weekend and had lots of candy and had amazing costumes. Good night creepsters. Please send all listener stories to 
info at bdumpodcast.com.